Six months postpone and what order? All on today's Fednababble. This is Fednababble, where Kevin and Cassie make federal retirement benefits understandable for humans like you. These two don't hold back as they answer questions from the FedPilot workshops and webinars or from questions submitted by you at fednababble.com. Well, hello, Cassie. Welcome. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Good. I'm happy. We have got some good questions. These are these awesome. are good questions. Um, ones that people... Well, I was going to say one that people ask. Well, of course, they're all that people ask, but especially these are ones that, you know, come to the top of mind a lot. So let's hit the first one here. Okay. Is it reasonable to retire within six months of deciding to do so? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um. So really, I mean, if someone wanted to, they could turn in their paperwork and retire on the same day. That yes. so that that's possible. Is that reasonable though? Is a very individual question. Um, uh, let me give let me give give two quick scenarios. One okay. scenario is it's six months out, and I'm turning in my paperwork. Everyone knows I'm retiring, and you know I'm looking forward to it. They're kind of backfilling my position. They're getting ready for that. The other scenario is it's six months out and I want to retire, but I don't want anyone to know because I, I need to just leave because it'll be toxic. It'll be a nightmare if people realize that I'm actually leaving. And so I just have to spring in on them at the last minute as, 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 uh, you know, as late as possible. Yeah. I've heard that. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying one is better than another, but all these situations are real situations. And so six months, If, but let me ask this, Cassie. If we take just six months and, and we assume that everything's okay, does that give HR enough time to do what they need to do typically to retire and start getting money afterwards? Yeah, I mean, it definitely gives HR enough time, however, sometimes hr doesn't allow six months right sometimes they only want to see the paperwork within two to three months mm -hmm. and so even if you're ready um you know to give hr six months that's not necessarily what's going to happen yeah um, and, and th this question is six months of deciding to do so so that doesn't mean that you're right. turning in your paperwork six months in advance right um, exactly. That just means that I've decided I'm going to be done, and mm -hmm. it's it's does reasonable. That, and here's here's my question, um, which is kind of a follow up to that: What are you trying to accomplish within the six months? Right. Why not are right you now? Out your paperwork <laughs> and trying to figure out a financial plan, like mm -hmm. what, are, and a tax strategy, and all of these different things. Like, what is it exactly that you are trying to do um, before retirement? Right. Yeah. And, you know, if you're trying to do all of those things, six months is definitely not enough time. You've got to give yourself as many years as possible yep. to be able to uh, put all of these different pieces in place and figure out, okay, what is a good retirement date for me based on my financial situation? 
um, and kind of go from there. Yeah. You know, to have your now your retirement paperwork, that's a whole nother subject, again, as yeah. we just talked about. And just so that way you know, even if you turn in your paperwork to HR, they're not sending it to OPM until after you separate. That's right. And that's something, you know, I just had this question uh, earlier this week during one of the live webinars and someone said, well, you know, what if I turn it in a year and a half early? And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> You're not going to get your money earlier. It's not going to matter because they don't send it to HR or to OPM until you walked out the door and turned your badge in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, because so many people will think that they have enough time or will think that they want to retire on a certain date and then they'll change it or they will draw their application. Mm-hmm. And that is why mm-hmm. HR does not send it in to OPM any sooner than you walking out the door. Because if you decide, you know, two days before you have that separation date that you don't actually want to separate because you're not ready to retire, you can still withdraw that application and continue working. So that's why it doesn't necessarily, I mean, it does matter a little bit on the time frame that HR has to complete the, the paperwork, but typically 60 to 90 days is pretty um, reasonable for them to, on their end to do their part as far as getting the FEHB and Fagley, um, you know, information in place for that proof of uh, the five-year test if they need those or, you know, anything else that um, HR needs to handle uh, in order to to make that a healthy retirement package, um, typically 90 days is the general rule there. But again, how does it look on your end? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, how does it look on, on the employees and on the financial side? Yeah. That is something completely different. And on the mental side, I would say as well. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't tell you how many people I've met who said, I don't care what my retirement's like. I have to get out of here. I, I can't do it anymore. So kind of both. Okay. So that's yeah. question number one. Question number two, okay. how, what is this? I'm looking at a different screen there. How long can federal retirement pension Social Security or TSP be deferred or postponed? Um, that's not a, that, that's actually not a very good question. And can you explain why that's not a good question, Cassie? Okay. How long can federal retirement pension, Social Security or TSP defer, be deferred or postponed? So, <clears throat> I mean, these are three separate things. They all have Number different one. rules. Right. Yes, absolutely. And you might have different strategies for each one. On the pension side, for one, a deferral and a postponed um, pension are two separate things. So it kind of goes into what do you qualify for? Um, Because that can change that answer, right? So on the pension side, how much how many years of service do you have uh, and did you did you separate prior to your mra because that would be a deferral right um and if you have you know a certain amount of time frame say you only have 10 years of service you have to wait till age 62 
at least, to then begin your your pension. If you have at least 20 years of service, you can begin your pension at, at age 60. If you have 30 years or more of service, then you can begin anytime by your MRA and on without incurring any penalties on those three rules. But even if you have 10 years of service, you can still begin at your MRA under the MRA plus 10 rules and take a reduced pension. So as long as you have five years vested in the first service and you have over 10 years, you can begin at your MRA. Of course, there's different benefits to doing, um, you know, the age scenario, whether it's 57 or 60 or 62. Postpone is going to be something different. Um, if you take a postponed retirement, then you have reached your MRA and you have at least 10 years of service and you're simply just postponing to avoid or reduce the amount of penalty that you're going to incur for your pension and you're delaying your benefits, right? With a deferred retirement, you don't get any of your benefits. You've separated from service. You don't qualify for the special retirement supplement, mm -hmm. FDHB, any of that. But if you postpone, you get to pick your benefits back up when you start um, incurring when you start um, receiving your pension. So, so Cassie, can can you imagine someone trying to <laughs> trying to say, "Oh, well, I heard that I should defer, so I'm going to defer," which they should postpone, rather, and. And they do the wrong thing and HR isn't there to guide them, which most of the time they aren't, to tell you the truth. Um, These, I can tell you, hold on, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Go for it. These two types of retirements are the ones that are most often confused. Uh-huh. I can see why. And the consequences are very, very different to those benefits. <laughs> right? I mean, if you are... Right. 56 and six months and you're um and you're looking at deferring your pension you're thinking great but if you're thinking that you're actually going to get the postponed part of the benefits and you right. but you haven't reached your mra because your mra is 57 why not wait six months and then take full advantage right, right? and so you have to be clear on what type of retirement you're actually looking at yep I, you know what I think, Cassie. I think part of the part of the issue here, <clears throat> excuse me, is is that postponed is an adjective, deferred is an adjective, full is an adjective, but they're also titles. They are a title for a specific way to retire, and they. So mm -hmm. when you have titles, there aren't any synonyms. Adjectives can have synonyms, right? Deferred and postponed sound pretty similar, right? So they could be, you know, people can get them confused, but when they realize that they're actually titles and they have their, that they're very, very different ways of retiring, well, then that changes things. And there's a lot of that that happens in the government where, you know, you hear, oh, basic. Well, actually basic is a title and not just, a descriptor, right? <laughs> or yeah. full, like full retirement. Well, full actually means something. It is a title, not just I get every. So it's it's really weird. <laughs> so it's really easy for people to get these confused. Now, mm -hmm. jumping over to Social Security. Yes. Can you defer that? Well, you never need to actually 
get it if you don't want to. <laughs> Social Security will never true. force you to, you know, you know, you have to take your Social Security. No, they're happy to keep your money. And TSP, it's the same way, except when it comes to RMDs. So Right. Well, and there's different ways to strategize these different things, too. Right? Um, yes. yes. Do you have more than one pension that you can start right. drawing on a, a state or local pension and then defer your federal retirement or postpone your your federal retirement um, to a later date to avoid penalties? Um, what are the consequences to the benefits for doing each one of those? Yeah. Social Security. Um, if you're a widow or widower, can you draw a survivor benefit? Or even if you're not, can you draw a survivor benefit <clears throat> or a spousal benefit rather and defer your own Social Security payment until it's more beneficial? Right. Um, for TSP, do you need income or not from there? And what age are you retiring? If you separate from service, um, any in the year that you turn age 55, then you can have penalty-free access for for the TSP funds. And so you might need to use some of that money, but maybe you want to put the rest of it somewhere else where it's going to be um, accruing more for you and doing more things for you, um, you know, in, in an outside insurance type plan or annuity or something like that, right? Um, so there's different ways and different things that you need to think about each one of these, but to, you can't give a broad answer no. for all three of these. No. Because... Yeah, they're very... So, but you mentioned earlier, you have to look at it as a whole. So not only do you have to look at them individually, but you have to look at them as a whole. So for example, should yeah. you draw from your TSP first or from your Social Security first or at the same mm -hmm. time? And then, so really it is an individual thing, but it is a holistic outlook yes. that you have to look at this with. So, yes. And yeah. that's what I, one thing I love about our financial planners is they're looking at <clears throat> each one of these individually and how they're going to work together Yeah. in a financial plan for your benefit. They are looking yep. at each piece, but they are looking at it as a whole and how they can all coordinate together and really make make the best of, your, of a situation for you. So. Can I give you a Let's quick example? Well, <laughs> well, actually, let me give you a quick example. Um, okay. I was just talking with one of the advisors that we work with, and mm -hmm. a couple, a federal couple came in and said, here's our plan that we created. And he said, great, mm -hmm. let me take a look. And they, and they said, please look at it to see if, you know, if it's a good plan, mm -hmm. which is a very smart thing to do. You know, create your own plan, but have someone yeah. look at it just to make sure. So he did. Absolutely. And he said, well, actually, let me tweak this. Let's postpone this. Let's do this. Da, 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 da. And over their lifetime, he really found, I'll, I'll say found, $300,000 more that they could use. Wow. No That's amazing. joke. <laughs> it was. They're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. We we were all messed wow. up. We obviously didn't know what we were doing. He goes, and, and that's okay, but just take these extra steps and then you've got that extra. I mean, that's huge. That's it. That is a huge difference. Okay. So this that next is. question is a follow-up to that one. And I just, I apologize because I've kind of taken over the question thing, but. Um, You're fine. So out of pension, social security, <laughs> and TSP, what yeah. order? Which one should be taken first? One should should be taken second? Which one? And, and really, 
now that I think about it, in the story that I just told, this advisor did exactly that. He said, don't yep. do this, do this, and then you can have that. But for different people, it's going to be different. It, it's not going exactly. to be the same for everyone. Nope. Because everybody has different accounts. I mean, how many people have uh, outside accounts in addition to the TSP? Yeah. Or if mm -hmm. they have, they might have multiple TSPs because they have a military or something like that. Um, right. TSP account, or maybe an old employer 401k or something like that. And so you really have to look at all of these different pieces individually, what the rules and the regulations are for each one and how do, how do I coordinate these to make the most and find an extra $300,000 in my retirement. Wow. No kidding. That is yeah. crazy. Now, another, wow. another example of, of what you're just saying is, okay, if you, if you have contributed a lot to your Roth, Mm -hmm. and, and not as much to your, to, to your traditional, that your plan will probably be di very different than someone who contributed almost all to traditional and very little to Roth. Because right. you're talking about tax planning at that point, you know, where, you know, it, so it's really interesting. And, and it's honestly a lot of fun to get into and look at that and see all the different scenarios. But it is very individualized, individualistic, individual, I don't know, however you say that. <laughs> Yes, it is definitely a unique situation where you have to talk to somebody, um, you know, even if you have your own plan, just just take a Got look at that example. Eyes. Yeah. Right. Um, who else would be able to say, hey, you do these, take these steps, tweak this a little bit here and you get an extra $300,000. Amazing. <laughs> Um, right. So you have to talk to somebody, talk to a professional, and it and it comes up to the the same scenario that we talked about um, in a previous episode, where you're not going to ask uh, your neighbor next to you when you're sitting on an airplane to go pilot the plane because you don't like the way the pilot's piloting, right? Absolutely. <laughs> um, because the risk of that happening and, and then taking over the controls is a lot greater, and the same for yourself. You're not going to go pilot the plane, right? You're going to stay in your seat and pray to God that <laughs> something yeah. works out. Um, don't do that on the financial planning side. You've got a prof you've got professionals in your area. If you don't reach out to us at fendobabble.com, we'll gather that information and we'll be able to get you in touch with uh, a professional in our trusted network who is going to help you out with that. Who's going to take your benefits, find out where you are. And, and help you plan for the future because you got to know where you're starting from in order to know where you're going. So um, yep. take action Spot there. On. Yes, please. And if you would, as always, please like, subscribe, share, follow whatever, whatever platform you're watching on. Please do that and, and let your colleagues know that, hey, this is good bite-sized information that you need to learn because, again, this is just crazy important for everyone to learn. So yeah. There's that. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you, Cassie. See you next time. To get Cassie's comprehensive report on your federal retirement benefits at no cost, no obligation, and no sales pitch, go to fednababble.com. While you're there, submit a question for them to answer on the show.